0: Hey, what's up, Hung-Up family? I'm Eric, but you can just call me Tennis Bay. You've just dialed into another week of the Hung-Up Podcast. This is episode 306, John. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on all major platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Wherever you're looking for the show, just search for... Hung Up pod. that's h-u-n-g-u-p-p-o-d what, me, bitch? if you're looking for me you can find me on instagram and on twitter at e dante cole e d-a-n-t-e c-o-l-e send all your listener feedback to hunguppod at gmail.com or call 484-578-9992 and drop a message I don't frequent clubs and bars too much, but when I do, majority of the time, I go with a close friend, just to ensure some level of normalcy if and when things go awry. I say majority of the time because there are times when I take myself out on a date, or for a dinner, for a drink, a movie, whatever I'm in the mood for. My guest this week is Charmel, known on social media as the Mean Black Girl. Charmelle has created and devoted her brand, John of All Trades, to exploring and celebrating identity intersectionality among Black and Brown people, and bringing folks into safe spaces to kick back and have a good time. Charmelle is also the co-host of the Black and Syndicated podcast, a show where she and her co-host LaToya review and analyze film that has had an impact on Black culture. Sit back, y'all, and enjoy the show. Hunger fam. I'm back and this week I am with a close friend of mine, Culinary Cyber Bully. She's the co-host of Black and Syndicated and the owner of John of All Trades. Welcome to the show, Sharmel.
1: Hey everyone. Eric, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Sharmel, what's up? John of All Trades. Yo. I can't believe I have a company <laughs> you do you out here
1: yo they gave that's literally what I said to my friends the day that I got the the paperwork back from the lawyer and she was like congratulations like I, I took a, a screenshot of the email and I was like they let a nigga have a company like, <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked I was shocked yeah
0: was it a surreal moment for you
1: It really was, because it was like, oh, shit, now you have to actually do something. You've gone this far, like, now you can't really turn back. Like, I guess I could (laughs) have stopped, but, like, to me, that was, like, more momentum to, like, force me to continue forward, basically.
0: It's real now, for real, for real. You have to execute and you have to deliver, (laughs)
1: yep and i feel like i have to do that every single time it's a different anxiety being a business owner because like for me i'm like i want to provide a great event but then also i'm like i also do not want to run afoul of the irs (laughs) like those are my (laughs) two main fears uh that go back and forth in my mind
0: wow co-host of black and syndicated
1: Yes. So, Black and Syndicated, um, I co-host that with my cousin, LaToya. And basically, it is a review podcast of, obviously, Black and Syndicated television shows. Currently, we are reviewing A Different World. We started at season one, and we're going to run it all the way through to season six. We're currently in um, season three of the show. We're actually just coming out of hiatus. Uh, a little bit of a long hiatus that we had, but we're finally uh, back in late digital stewed to um, record <laughs> and, you know, put our voices back out there. Because there were a lot of people who said during quarantine, like, that's what they were doing was like binging our podcast. So now they're like caught up and they're like, where the rest of the episodes? And we're like, oh, shit. OK, guess guess we got to start working on this again. So we're we're back at it.
0: You know, a Different World is is just one of those shows that it's so nostalgic when it comes on. When that theme, when that what do you call it, the theme song, like mm-hmm. the show tune, when that comes on in the beginning, it's just like yo, it just takes me back. It, it just takes me back because this show started in the late eighties and got really you know and throughout the early nineties, right?
1: Yep, correct. Yep. I think it ended in ninety three, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was only 6 seasons long, but I'll tell you a fun fact about the the theme song to a different world. Like a lot of people don't know. A lot of people know that they had two theme songs, but they actually had three. The original one was like a blues version of the song, but an even deeper little Tidbit of information: The song was written by the actress Dawn Lewis, who played Jalisa on the show, and in her own right is an excellent singer and songwriter. But she wrote that song for
2: the Ooh. show.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a very catchy tune, if I may <laughs> say so myself.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay. Yes, it's a bop to this day. When
3: come from, the city is now. Yeah chance to make it, and if we focus on our goal, you can decide, we can make it, hey, just remember that you and to
0: And shout out to Lou Myers uh he played Vernon
2: mm-hmm. on the yep. show
1: Mr. Gaines <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought he was he was an interesting character he was funny yeah
1: Mr. Gaines he like he is the worst like he's the absolute worst but he's so lovable <laughs> like because the things that he actually says in there are so like like just awful and sexist but like it's also like Mr. Gaines too like you know what I mean like and so we always are just like Mr. Gaines always has something trash to say but we love him because he's Mr. Gaines like that's kind of where we stand on him on on our show
0: and it's so relatable because like who doesn't have a trash talking uncle who's hella inappropriate at the family functions
1: basically drunk as hell Basically, that's Mr. Act Gaines. In a
0: pool. Yeah, that's Mr. Gaines. <laughs> we all got a Mr. Gaines.
1: We do. Some it's
0: of true. us are the Mr. Gaines, okay?
1: <laughs> Don't do it to him, Eric. Don't do it <laughs> to him.
0: <laughs> and what is this culinary cyberbully? Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> so our good girlfriend, uh, Miss Anessa LaRay, front woman of World Town. Um, hey. she... She. Said that my. So I like to, you know, I like to dabble in the kitchen. You know, I like to mix it up a little bit.
0: Yo. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Those waffles. I will never forget the waffles that you made with the guava.
1: Oh, yeah. With the uh, guava fruit caviar. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: (sighs) I just heard that sentence out loud. And then I'm like, I mean, I guess I don't just be trying to mix it up a little bit.
0: Like. That's why I had to throw that out there because let me tell you, memories from the corners of my mind. <laughs> That's why I had to throw that out there. I'm like, wait, she, she not, she not understanding. She's trying to water it down, but let me, let me, let me bring it up real quick.
1: <laughs> I don't know, like a couple years ago, I just, all right. So let me start at the beginning. My sister actually went to high school. In high school, she went to Voki part time. So she got like the certificate in culinary arts, went to undergrad for culinary arts, everything like that. So like I was interested in the process that she used to have to go through to like make certain deals, like make certain meals, excuse me, as far as like preparation was concerned, but also like the actual execution of the food. When I actually go to make food, like it's not, I'm not doing it from the perspective of like, Wanting to eat that thing. I'm doing it because I want to see if I can achieve making that thing. So I enjoy the process of cooking. I enjoy the process of like walking through each of those steps. But also everything being a little bit flexible enough that you can't really break anything. You know what I mean? If you know the rules around it. It's, it's relaxing.
0: truly, yeah, it sounds like it's a truly like art experience for you.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it it is the way that I think of myself as being creative, right? Like that's, that's where I see it most. Um, in part because I can, I can do it. I can do it. And I can think about it from again, like the art perspective, but also there's sometimes chemistry involved. There's sometimes math involved. And what I'm doing is also kind of like, the healing of my my younger self who was always interested in those things but always deterred as a as a girl child in in sort of in those worlds that I kind of got discouraged from from participating in them but like through cooking i get reintroduced to science and math and like chemistry and really enjoying and thinking about food from that perspective and like melding both like science and art together Whenever I enter the kitchen.
2: Bon appetit.
0: <laughs> Has it been something like a, a, a space of s- support for you during this corona season where we're quarantine at home?
1: Um I have found myself going back to certain meals that I I just like to cook regardless of what's going on. Like I, I just like to make and just sort of like for instance I don't know, a lot of people might have white rice leftover, Like anytime that I have leftover white rice, I try to like remix it into like a hash or something like that. So just kind of challenging myself to have my own little mini competition with myself as far as like chopped is concerned or something like that, right? Just just always going into the kitchen to challenge myself and Honestly, I haven't been cooking anything too complicated during quarantine, just things that are quick and tasty and that I know are going to be soothing, but not super flashy or anything like that.
0: Very cool. And I also introduced you as close friend. So I've met you through the person that I interviewed first for this season, Rob. Mm-hmm. And
2: That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, and it really has been really cool to get to know you, hang out with you, and spend time with you. That's why I asked you to be here with us today mm-hmm. on The Hunger Podcast.
1: Yes, like, being friends with you, we, we absolutely met through Robert. Young Robert, shout out to Young Robert.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I, we met through Robert, and the the number one thing that I that I would recognize with you, Eric, is two, two things. I'm going to go with the second, less obvious thing first. Um, (laughs) the, The way that you interact with people and the way that you have conversations with people, you're always interested in learning more and you're not afraid of making that very clear upfront, early in the conversation that you are trying to learn you're trying to understand you never walk into situations where you're like oh I know what the fuck's going on like everybody gonna listen to me like you always walk in like (laughs) real humble like I don't know what's going on like I'm gonna just I gonna just see what happens. And if it's a situation where you're like, oh no, somebody need to boss up and do something, you're willing to do that. But I think <laughs> more often than not, I see you from like a very humble perspective of of what I like to say, of like questioning to understand, right? You can have a conversation and you could say something that Eric thinks is interesting, but he may not understand. And he will ask you a series of five questions back, back <laughs> to back un- to make sure he understands that and then, yeah. and then let you go, you know. But he definitely has, like, another 10 questions around this thing to, like, understand. And I love that about you. And I love that oftentimes I see you do that with women. And that, like, to me is a great signal that you value women. You value what women have to say. You value what women can teach, you know. And you never walk into a situation assuming that you can tell, especially a woman, you know, whatever like you can say whatever and like i appreciate yeah. that so so much about you and then of course we talk about that that supple voice of yours okay <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: it,
0: you know what's funny though so pre-puberty mm-hmm. it It was on the opposite end of the spectrum. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah,
0: to the to the point when when I would call my stepmother's job, they would be like, "Miss Charlene, your daughter's on the phone." (laughs) I mean, I just got used to it after a while. But then, you know, when I went through puberty, it was like terrible because my voice cracked to the Mm -hmm. you know. Boys when they go through puberty their voices usually crack a little bit but mine was like the worst <laughs> like case of voice cracking that you could oh. probably have and it was probably because my voice was preparing to literally drop to the other side
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> of the mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the spectrum so listen <laughs> listen
1: Eric you not like that voice. There are a couple of people's voices because I have the podcast. Like I'm always listening to like the texture of people's voices, the cadence of their voices, all of those things. And like you, your voice is like one of the ones that if I ever, like if someone said, Hey, you get the choice to move and live in someone's voice, like between you and Layla Hathaway, whoever gets back to me first,
0: like shout out to Layla
1: (laughs) out honestly and look our good girlfriend Anessa she ain't far behind in slot number three if either of y'all say no I'm gonna be knocking on her door because there's something about the texture of y'all's voices that is just so like it's very smooth it's very even with your voice there's like like the the two women's voices there's a coolness to theirs whereas yours there's like a warmth to it that's like it's like warm honey like your voice Ooh. your voice is like warm honey it's so good or like very supple expensive leather Ooh, it's so <laughs> soft it's so smooth it's so good I love, <laughs> it. I, love it. I love it i know like i know you think i'm gassing you but i promise, like that's that's what it's like you old berry white head ass figure
0: <laughs> i'm like, beginning to think i turned turn you on is that a little spark between us. Let the let the people know, so they will tune into the Hang Up podcast.
1: Okay, look, look, Eric, you let them know. You know, give them a little ice <laughs> storm.
0: <laughs> that reminded me of when um, I think somebody was doing a tribute to Chaka Khan or Aretha, one of the divas. And she got off that stage and she started. She handed her the mic and was like, here, sing. She was like, no, you sing.
1: Oh, like, I know. I remember what you are talking about. I remember what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the, you um... Was like, the like, you was
0: like, no, you tell the people. <laughs>
1: right. Like, like, Eric, you have the voice, though. Like, it's you. Yes.
0: You yes. said it was the hip-hop honors?
1: No, not the hip-hop honors. It was the... If I'm not mistaken, I think it was like the Kennedy Center Honors that you're like that moment. I can't remember who it was between, but I, I do remember what you're talking about. Mm-hmm.
0: The Kennedy Center just screams Aretha Franklin.
3: Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Could have been. <laughs> like
1: it could have been. She been up. She always. She always used to be up and through there. So you know, put some respect on her name.
0: And I wanted to say too. You, you said that I walk into all my situations wide open, trying to like ask 99 questions. That's just the mm-hmm. business analyst in me because that it, it really is my job to ask a million questions until I completely understand something. Right. At the end of the day, I'm a Capricorn, and I can right. be a little stubborn as, our, as, <laughs> uh, as we goats are, but... I like to think we December Capricorns, you know, we we the upper echelon.
1: Oh of no. The Cap- I <laughs> I can't get into like intra sign beef. Like, I don't know, you know, what your December Capricorns do versus your January Capricorns. That ain't got nothing to do with me, fam. But <laughs> that's funny. Listen,
0: listen, me neither, but I'm gonna talk my shit. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> by all means, i'm
0: gonna always <laughs> talk my shit
1: <laughs> by all means
0: okay?
1: don't don't let me hold you
0: look how dope this is 21 minutes in and you know we have had a great introduction of who charmel is did we leave anything off is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners that they should know about you before you drop all your social media information
1: um, the one thing that I want to do a better job of talking about is John of All Trades. John of All Trades is a an event company that I started this year. I mean, technically, I started it last year, but like kickoff event is this year. And it's a new queer event company that centers and prioritizes the joy of black and brown, trans, non-binary, lesbian, bi and gay folks in the mm. Philadelphia and tri-state area. The sole reason for me creating it, you know, came out of a lot of the experiences that, you know, we've had hanging out with our friend group. You know, we have these like real dope like kickbacks and things like that. And I wanted to be able to create events like that, events that that had that warmth and that authenticity that I feel like some of the, the queer events that are offered in Philadelphia, they lack that. They lack that feeling and that that familiarity that I think is what makes Black events special. And then what I want, it's also what I want to lend to making my events special. I want my events to be like boldly queer, boldly Black, you know, boldly femme-centric. We're not afraid of you being who you are. Boldly trend, or excuse me, um, trans-centric. Like, I, I want... Folks who feel like they're on the margins to feel like they're cared for, held, and centered at my events, you know? And that was important to me. And, you know, people always say that if you can't find what you're looking for, then it's time for you to create it. And that's essentially what I did. I wanted to create a different type of event in Philadelphia. I wanted to give the queer community something to look forward to. I wanted to give them a different glimpse of. A different type of possibility for going out to social events you know I understand that there's a lot of issues that a lot of us have to work through in the queer community um, and I, I just want to give a space to celebrate the joy that is just our existence of, of being here and living out loud and living another day because it's, it's revolutionary, every additional breath that we get to take. So I wanted to celebrate those things and have a space that constantly celebrates that. And I wanted it to be unapologetically black as hell. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Like, I love it. I love the ethos of my company. Um, I love the vision that I have for my company. And, you know, I just want other people to be aware of what it is that you know, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to start setting the groundwork, working with a lot of the other queer organizations in Philadelphia and in the tri-state area to ensure that, you know, I'm, I'm also uplifting the community and cycling, you know, resources around and boosting up and amping up other people's businesses just as much as they are for my business and showing and proving not only just talking about doing this shit. So like, I'm new to this, but, 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 I'm also true.
0: But you're true. It's <laughs> so true, true, true to it, but it. I'm definitely true to it, too, you know? And I think that's what's going to, that's what makes your brand stand out, is that you're not just in it for the money. And I think we all have gone to enough events and parties to know that when you step into an event, you can tell if that promoter just has people there to try to, like, get money out of them your brand also brings that little, that extra genesis quoi that's missing. <laughs> and it's just like that, that genuine when you walk into this space, there's not going to be like, you, there's no need for you to be a wallflower and scan the room for 15 or 30 minutes to try right. to figure out if you're in a cool spot or if you need to be on guard. When you come in it's like you already know that yo this is a cool kickback I'm here to get to know some people but I'm also you know I may I might even be familiar with some people I may even brought some people with me but I'm also going to be open to get to know some people and this is going to be a good time and you know and I think in a a city like Philadelphia there is certainly room and space for that I know it's not easy though and I know it (laughs) can't be easy I mean, because getting people to commit to come out to events, it, it, you know, it's how do you find that?
1: Yeah, like that's one of the things that keeps me up at night. Right? Is is my understanding of how how do I convince you know? folks to come out like how do i convince folks to you know spend their good money that to ensure that number one like they're getting a good deal it's worth their time you know it's worth their effort to investigate what i'm doing and to see what it is that i'm doing me, bitch. and that's something that i'm struggling with right now um to be fair though i do think the rona kind of saved me in that way because i was i was literally fretting about that but now that outside isn't open right now it gives me the opportunity to like really sit down and think about what it is that I'm trying to understand, right? And and what I'm trying to, like, navigate my business toward. And, you know, I have a lot of ideas. And right now I'm just working with my team to figure out how we can execute those things. How do we keep those things as authentic to my original vision as possible? But also, like, to your point, Eric, how do I convey that vision through, like, a Facebook post, or through an Instagram post, you know, or through an Eventbrite post to, to lure people to want to come to this and, and check it out and, and understand it, because I could talk about it so I'm blue in the face, but, like, what, I, I'm, I'm still not, I, I think I learn a little bit more every day around those wants and needs from my community to understand, like, how to turn that out and turn that back and, and make an event that's good, but, you know, if I'm being transparent, that's something that I'm always struggling with. If like, is this idea for an event that I'm thinking of interesting enough for people to want to come and experience it, you know, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but my brand is tight. So at the very least, I know that people will look at it. (laughs) My branding is cold. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. All your branding is really dope. I love it. So where can people find you so they can see some of it?
1: Sure. So you can follow John of all trades on Instagram at underscore John J A W N of all trades. You can also go to the website. Not really anything on there except for the the old promo stuff for, for our inaugural event. But the website is www.johnofalltrades.co. And then if you wanted to follow um, Black and Syndicated, you can can follow us both on Instagram and Twitter at The Syndicated. Or you can check out our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Or you can visit our website at www.blackandsyndicated.com. And also, if you want to check out the good eats that I'm making, you can check out my um, food blog page at Culinary Cyberbully on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I need to sit, cool. <laughs> <You laughs> sit my ass down. Yeah. You all over.
1: down, yeah, you
0: all over. But I mean, you have to appeal to the different audiences. I feel like the different platforms give you different audiences Mm -hmm. in some instances, and also give you different ways to to market and different ways to push content out. So it's not easy trying to find, I I, I feel like you 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 gotta find your niche and you gotta figure out, like you said, what are the needs of your community and figure out a, a interesting, innovative way to deliver that and then boom, you know you 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 got something the hung up podcast is hung up on charmel culinary cyberbully, co-host of black and syndicator and owner of john of all trades and the hung up podcast is here to support john of all trades in the future in any way please reach out if you if you ever need anything
1: oh eric thank you so much i appreciate you so much and i love you so much and That means the world to me. Like it it really, really does. And and I appreciate you for your constant um support and just cheerleading of me in my journey currently. But also your your larger support to the community. You're you're like really, really appreciated.
0: Appreciate you. Yeah. We out here. We, we doing it. So I you know, I said that I was hung up on you. Are you hung up or hanging up on your week?
1: I'ma hang up. And you know what I'm a hang up on? I'ma hang up on Karen's. Okay. Please <laughs> leave me alone, Karen's. Like <laughs> I had to deal with an apple care, Karen, this week. Okay. And I just, just leave me alone out of your foolishness. If you're feeling some type of way, that's on you, girl. Like, my email was not abrasive. My email was straightforward and to the point, succinct and clear. Just because I didn't put extra, you know, I don't know, exclamation points or hearts or whatever the hell it is. Exactly. Like, I don't need to do that to communicate. And you understood what the fuck it was I meant, didn't you? Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm hanging up on. Karen's don't try me in this epidemic. Like I can't, this pandemic, like I can't go outside, girl. I can't do what I want. And I'm a busybody. Oh no, we not. We not. Not today, Karen. Not this week. Not ever again. Thank you.
0: Hmm. Come on now. You over Karen.
1: <laughs> okay. Listen, everybody, we're hanging up on Karen, okay?
0: <laughs> oh i love it i love it so we are going to take a little break and we will be right back with a icebreaker with sharmel Hope you all are enjoying this episode and have already subscribed to my podcast on all platforms. Just search for at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Listening back to this conversation, I have some words of encouragement I wanted to give to you all. Charmel has found success with her brand, John of All Trades, but still struggles at times to garner support from the community. And acknowledges that conveying a brand to a skeptical and diverse crowd can present some challenges. I think many of us know what she's talking about. There is definitely room to be critical. I'm not advocating navigating blindly, but I challenge all of us to enter creative spaces that are new and unfamiliar, being a little less critical, especially if you see that creative is passionate about what they're doing. At some point, We all reach out and ask for support in some way, right? It is my hope that this conversation gives you a creative's point of view, one that many of you probably can relate to. So anyway, I love prank calls, (laughs) mainly because humans take shit way too serious, mainly themselves. But also, I'm silly as hell, (laughs) y'all, if you don't know that by now. When it comes to prank calling, I think the MVP goes to the likes of Ricky Smiley and Nephew Tommy. So for some comedic pleasure, here's a snippet from one of my favorite prank calls with Nephew Tommy from way back in the day. He hits up some lady, says, you hit my car and you better pay up. It doesn't go well.
3: Oh, so you ain't sitting there. Rain, noodles all over the
4: place. Hello? I'm trying to speak to Dale Stevens.
3: This
4: is she. Do you live in apartment number 78? Uh,
3: that depends on who asking.
4: My name is Herman Wells. I live in Building 3, apartment 105. Do you live in apartment number 78?
3: What you want with where I live?
4: Look, ma'am, do you drive a Camry, a Toyota Camry, a light blue one? Yes. All right. Your next door neighbor then told me that you ran into my car. I got a Benz, a black one, a 2005 C240. Now, I got light blue scratches on uh, my... wait, wait, wait. My
3: neighbor told you what?
4: Your neighbor, uh, matter of fact, his name is uh, Brian Kendall. I You talked mean to... the
3: cross-eyed mother**** that live across the hall? The what? The
4: cross-eyed mother**** that live
3: across the hall told you what?
4: Man, listen. All I know is he say he live in apartment 80. He live next door to you. You live in a supposedly apartment 78 right here in Cambridge Court Apartments. Now, all I'm saying is... He told me your car is the which is the light blue car, hit my backed into my car. Now I ain't trying to create no problem, but somebody gotta fix my car. And I got light blue scratches on my bins. Uh
3: last I checked, my light blue camera wasn't the only light blue camera they made. Ma'am,
4: you the only light you the only light blue car in the parking lot. Ain't no even I'm light. the
3: only light blue car in the goddamn parking lot right now. I ain't gonna say I've been the only light blue car in the damn parking lot.
4: Ma'am, I'm not.
3: Look, and I'm in the middle of watching tea. What can I do for you? What you mean, what can you do for me? You didn't hit my car. I now ain't you tra- touch your damn car. Is you got some cameras out in this parking lot that saw me hit your car.
4: No, I don't have no cameras, but at well least...
3: Well then, uh, I believe this conversation is over.
0: We back.
3: We are back. Where
2: my girl,
0: my homie, the Listen. culinary bully hey John of all trades hey you know just out here
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I'm just so happy to be here like I'm rooting for everybody black that's um that's where I'm at right now that's how I feel right now being on this here program thank you Eric
0: <laughs> come on program <laughs> that oh, oh oh my god I, that gave me so much life <laughs> we love a program we love a program in the black community we really do <laughs> a well put together thought out program amen okay?
1: amen saints amen
0: where you leave full amen okay?
1: amen amen <laughs> Oh, Eric. <laughs> Goodness
0: so, let's, so let's do this here, Icebreaker,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where I like to just throw out some random questions to my guests to see how they're going to answer, and we can have a little fun with it. What do you do at work to, like, get away? I know some people spend time in the bathroom. They'll go to the bathroom, lock themselves in the stall, mm-hmm. tip-tap on their phone. What do you do?
1: Uh, I normally will leave the room that I sit in cause I'm a consultant. So I'll just leave the room that my client's sitting in and like go back up to the area where my other consultant coworkers sit and <laughs> go and hang out with them. Cause I don't get to see them every day. So it's always fun hanging out with them cause they're a bu- bunch of like chuckleheads. So it's funny. Um, and I'll just I'll just piece out and go up there for a couple minutes and, and talk to them and bust it up. That's it.
0: So your version of getting away doesn't necessarily mean like getting away from people. Like you don't you don't necessarily need alone time, but you need to get away from your client. <laughs> it sounds like.
1: Yeah, like. <laughs> the The way that my job is set up, like I just need to be near other people who have cynicism, like, <laughs> like, and I need to go back to the hardened consultants and <laughs> stew in cynicism and st- probably what can be described as like disdain for our clients some days, or just commiserate in like the confusion as to what they're doing and why they're doing it that way, um, because most of the time I spend my day away from my coworkers, so I really only get to see them like once or twice a week I'm usually with the client 95% of my
0: time so gotcha
1: yeah I just need to talk to other people who get it basically
0: because <laughs> <laughs> that is an outlet
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah
0: under people who understand not necessarily like familiar but just like they understand the context of what you're dealing with
1: that's exactly it. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Tupac or Biggie?
1: Biggie.
0: Whitney or Mariah? Whitney. Okay. Uber or Lyft? Lyft. Okay. iPhone or Android?
1: iPhone, baby.
0: All motherfucking day. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: and to hell! What are you Android users? If I <laughs> when I see green on my phone, I don't respond to the text. I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. that's
1: messed up, but
0: I get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like now <"Nah>, I'm playing, <laughs> but it is oh, annoying okay. though. That, you know when you get a group text and you got that one person that got an Android, so it fucks it up for everybody.
1: Yes, yes. Now I can't <laughs> like double tap and put a heart on it. Or, like, send some emphasis for everybody. Like, you ruined it for everybody, B. All like.
0: because of you. So I think it's real selfish. I think it's real self-centered. <laughs> and I don't like it. And I'm calling y'all out. Here.
1: Okay. For real, though. Like, mm. <laughs> just Just saying, like, mm. The other thing is, like, they're always like, oh, well, you get this. La-. Like, there are other perks to having an iPhone that are not the same perks that you would get for having an Android, right? There's also that. There's a lot of, like, built in fuckery that's on the iPhone. <laughs> y'all don't get to, like, experience as Android users. These Animojis, they are the best, okay? They are so fun. And y'all can try it.
0: Like... I'm also like it's a, it's like what's your palette? Because I feel like the iPhone platform just speaks mm-hmm. to simplicity and organization, and I just feel like an Android is more chaos because you can do so much more with the platform. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I'm... I don't need that, you know. So that's why I've been an iPhone user for as long as I've been an iPhone user.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, I guess I could go into, like, the the technical understandings of it, but I don't want to. Like, I want to be obtuse. Like, I just...
2: <laughs> for You know what? Yeah. I'll just say
1: this. For me, myself, personally, like, I prefer the iOS system, which I know, I know, all you tech heads out there, I know it's built on Linux. I understand that. Like, I get it. Um, I, I like...
2: that?
1: Linux is another, like, operating system that... It's it's similar to the same operating system that Apple uses to the iOS um system, but it's not. It it, they're not exactly the same, but they're similar. Like it's oh they had the same origin point and then kind of split and borrowed some. They borrowed some things for from like Apple things.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Probably like to make it more custom customization because that sounds like something like that happens at work you Mm -hmm. you have a product but sometimes you you wanted to do something that mm, maybe it can do but it doesn't do it the way that you necessarily want it to do so sometimes you gotta eh, do a little enhancement sometimes you gotta do a little add-on uh in order to get the result that you want that's that's what that sounds like
2: that's
1: exactly it that's exactly
0: it yep Mm, i'm smart (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I've
2: been
0: that. I've been through that. Been I mean, through that. I mean... Congratulations
1: for catching up. I've been new it
2: though.
0: <laughs> Alright. Who was the last person you broke up with?
2: Ooh. Damn.
0: You don't have to say their name. You can give them a, a, a nickname, an alias.
1: Like relations like as a romantic relationship?
0: yeah just or you know breakups can be you know die of the beholder right subjective so however you however you see like your last breakup
1: you know my last breakup was it was with dairy (laughs) like i have definitely had like romantic relationships but like the one that still like kind of hurts me my breakup with dairy dairy is drugs but also like dairy is life i miss real pizza
0: I was like dairy I'm like who is that
1: no Eric it's just I got a lactose allergy and my stomach can't handle dairy so I had to break up with her like and I miss her I miss her so much I do Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so did you find a substitute
1: (sighs) there is no real substitute for like through, through cooking I learned two things there is no real substitute for cheese And there is no real substitute for eggs in certain situations and that is the god's honest truth i have a couple like vegan go-tos that i'll use in certain instances but like there are certain foods that i just don't eat anymore because i can't have dairy like i can't have real cheese on them and a large part of that is pasta or like italian food straight up don't eat it like certain mexican foods straight up don't eat them no more because if i can't have real cheese on them i don't want it like i Mm -hmm. I don't want the substitutes because they're not they're not good enough they're not a good enough substitute for for real cheese and it it would just be disappointing so
0: you know so i have not had to break up with dairy, but (laughs) as i get older i can't whole milk no but i i I have to do like two percent at least
2: Mm -hmm.
0: my body is changing slowly
1: i get it like (laughs) i know i know that there are a lot of adults out there like are like i don't know some people act me mad funny when you be like yeah I, i you know eat cereal with milk and they're like milk and it's like All right, like calm down, bro. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you eating your cereal with? Like, for real. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, but like, yeah, some of these, some of these, like nut milks and oat milks and all of that, like they're they're not the same. I'm appreciative of them existing, (laughs) but again, like it's not the same. Mm -hmm. If you had like a, a. Bowl of cereal with some like lactate because even back then when I did eat dairy, I still needed the lactate for cereal. So I've been new I should have been off dairy. There's nothing that beats that. That is delicious. On oh, some Captain Crunch. <sighs> After smoking you know, a blunt,
4: black... come on. Come on. You
0: know saying. I've I have had rice milk and it wasn't bad. It really? was actually quite, yeah, it was actually quite tasty.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. i i I tend to go for the unsweetened almond milk that's it like it's it's good
0: enough is it just me is it me or is it just like i I feel like almond milk goes bad quickly
1: child it don't stay in my house long enough to go bad (laughs) that's how much cereal i eat i eat enough you would think i had wick the amount of cereal i eat eric like it's
0: okay (laughs) <laughs> so so next icebreaker question, which are one of your favorite cereals?
1: Oh, man. So definitely Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's like the, the, the ultimate. Um, but definitely I will also give you a um, Captain Crunch. I will take a Crunch mm-hmm. Berry preferably. And I will also take some Apple Jacks.
0: Mm, okay all right those are those are nice usually i will just get some frosted flakes and or some honey nut cheerios
1: oh my god eric Um, you're my mother (laughs) those are her exact two choices on if she's feeling frosty she (laughs) might give us a corn pop or a, (laughs) uh, a honeycomb But a honeycomb, like the the digum cereal, the malted barley cereal, puff barley cereal. I forget what it's
0: called.
1: She, smacks. She'll give us a smack.
0: Oh yeah, I like smacks too. Yeah, I will, I will, will, yeah. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. What's up, what's up mom? I'm hung up mom, because I will, I will fuck with some smacks. Uh, Frosted flakes, Honey Nut Cheerios. The honeycomb and like the pop, the pops, like those cereals are cool, but I feel like they just go soggy so fast
1: yeah
0: and yeah. you you know you got to eat them fast yeah. all right i got a few more for you what give us a pet peeve
1: a pet peeve people who don't take accountability Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah people who don't don't take accountability like that's that's my main thing like I understand that somebody else might have did something else but also like what was your part in that right and this is where uh, people who know me know that the idea of there being no victims only volunteers sometimes that shit is true sometimes like yep that person and of course I'm not talking about wild shit like assault or anything like that I'm not talking about those instances I'm talking about when You are actively engaging with someone and like you see them doing something, but instead of clocking them and being like, yo, this ain't cool, you just keep letting it ride. Like, you're, you're, you also got to be accountable to that, right? Because you kind of feeding into shit that you don't believe in. So there's that. But also, like, also when somebody being a dickhead and you're like, hey, I saw you do this thing. Why did you do this thing? And they're like, oh, no, it ain't like that.
2: Bruh. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's not. What I didn't come here for is a show. I'm not interested in your song and dance. Like, I just want to know why you doing this. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And also, can you fucking stop? That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. I don't want no excuses as to why you can't. Just don't do it no fucking more. And be accountable and and say, like, yeah, I did that shit and I definitely shouldn't have. That's all I want.
0: Is yes, listen, my ask to a lot of folks that I interact with is that, you know, just let's live in reality. Let's not obsess over the past, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I say obsess because sometimes we do have to think about it and, and process it in order to get through some things or to get to the next level in something but let's not obsess over the past and let's definitely not obsess and daydream about the future. I'm trying to do better about just living in the now. Living in the now and being present, a big part of that is taking accountability. You may not accept accountability, but you at least have to acknowledge like where you're at in the situation. Folks can do and say bullshit, but we as individuals also are, are empowered to create barriers.
2: hmm Mm -hmm. You can be
0: foolish, but I don't have to be a part of it.
1: And that's the bottom line.
0: And that's the bottom line.
1: (laughs) And, and, but Eric, like that, but that's also a thing, right? Like anyone who's, who continues to sort of push back and, or violate your boundaries that you put up, like clearly that's somebody that doesn't give a fuck about you. Right. And like, if you address it with them and then their behavior changes, Cool. But, like, if you address it with them and then all of a sudden they're like hella defensive and they're like, uh uh uh, nope, you're not taking accountability for your actions. And I don't give a shit about what you intended to do. Your impact is that you are, you know, violating my boundaries and you're going around what it is that I clearly let you know. Or I'm asking you why you're doing this and you can't give me a clear answer. And now we have a problem. So, I get it.
0: Thank you for seeing that and supporting me in that.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I get because... it. That's my main pet peeve: people not basically taking responsibility and owning the shit that they do. Just, just be like, yeah, I did it. I'm a shithead, or you know, I did it, and I'm I'm sorry. Like, but but start with yes, I did it. Like with the affirmative of of acknowledging and owning that shit.
0: Right, because I think a lot of people feel like In order for them to own something And take accountability, they have to have the answer Or they have to have the solution No, you just it just Like you said, it starts with Just saying, hey, I fucked up I may not know how to fix this I may not know how to address this But the first step I'm going to take Is acknowledging that I hurt you
1: Be a real one for one minute I got it No I get that
0: so Mm. come on (laughs) did you see I think it was on the (laughs) I think it was on the most recent episode of Insecure homie was like dad's a niggas too
1: yo that's a word
0: how long you'll drag this out? drag what out? you've been weird to dad for months now it's pretty obvious okay well
3: finding out all
1: that shit about him really messed me up like a lot I mean, you and mom can pretend like it
4: didn't happen, but I can't. What do you mean mom can't pretend? It happened to her. I get
0: that,
1: but I just saw that
0: differently. You're focusing on the negative. You keep ignoring the part where that nigga stayed and made things right afterwards. Don't call that a nigga. That's a niggas too, just all grown up. I'm just saying, he a regular ass dude who fucked up, he owned it, and he made it right. I guess. Now can we get this taboo going? I'm gonna try to play this shit all fucking night. It's the, I love fucking taboo. You know I do. Come
1: on. That's a word. And it's also... It's it's really... That's difficult to also take in, though, right? Like, as, as much as I know it to be true, um, there's also a, a level of dissonance that's created for me in that because I also see both of like both of my parents as like superheroes right like above people who are above certain things so like taking that in like they just regular people just like you regular people Mm -hmm. that's a hell of a a concept to sort of take in you know what I mean and it's it's hard to wrap your mind around that but when you do like I think it unlocks a new level of understanding of your parents in that way
0: um, in maturity, in you.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I think that takes a lot. I think it takes a lot for us as sons and daughters to finally get to that point and say, all right, you know, even though they did A, B, and C, they're not a superhero. They're not a part of the X-Men Marvel crew. They're a person, like like me. Like <laughs> Before I came along, they were just... <laughs> Like Homie said, and you know, a nigga, you know, prone to do nigga shit. So there you go. <laughs> all right, so last question. After after the quarantine, what's gonna be the first thing you do or that you look forward to doing?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I I think it depends on, I, do, I think it depends on when this is over because the first thing that I'm gonna do is throw a John of All Trades event And I think the event that is most impervious to like weather, like it doesn't matter when we let out, is the spades event. So I'm throwing a spades party and it will be a true nigga event. Like, like I I want y'all to come out and be y'all truest, blackest, negro selves you will be able to learn how to play spades. Like if you've never known how to play and it is your greatest shame and you sick of being a plate runner, (laughs) (laughs) you could come through and learn. Like if you just wanna you know, play a friendly game with people around and talk shit or whatever, you could do that also. But also if you think you a Billy badass on the spades table, put your money where your mouth is because we will be running a spades tournament my mama gonna be there cooking the food fried chicken fried fish Ooh, I like with wage. white bread and hot sauce like it, that these are it, the types of listen, events throw, y'all. It,
0: it, it better be on some white bread with some hot sauce
1: exactly that's what i'm bringing to y'all that is going to be the first first thing that i do when i get out of this rona is to throw my space event for john of all trades
0: and I love how you pointed out that this is going to be a safe space for people to come and learn how to play spades. Yes. Because one thing I know for sure is whenever I'm around people <laughs> who don't know how to play spades, uh, or you know, they're not they don't know how to play that well, they nervous to come to the table because they listen are. Charmel, you know how it can get. It can get real serious real quick.
1: Eric, you know, <laughs> You know, I didn't embarrass some people on some tables. So <laughs> I ain't even gonna say that. You know, me and the homie then 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 fuck some people up on the rags on the spades table. So I I ain't got no no sympathy for him, Eric. So come through and learn, though. Please come through and learn. It will be a safe space. It it'll be all love. <laughs> I promise. Like I promise. I can't I can't say the same in the tournament. But I promise that in the learning area, you'll be able to, you know, understand what's happening, learn what's happening and be able to apply it in a way that you're comfortable. But in the tournament, it's going to be no holds bar like put up or shut up. (laughs) That's it. And my parents might enter that tournament. So I don't want to hear no shit about them taking your money because they will. (laughs)
0: Definitely there because I want to say I missed the first your inaugural event. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. definitely gonna be coming to this event to make sure I support my girl. I'm I can't wait. I'm hung up.
1: I appreciate you, Eric. Thank you so much. I'm I'm hung up on the idea of you being able to be there and partake. So I'm I'm really excited. I want everybody who's listening to this to stay safe and stay in the house and, and be chill and be cool. Um, and when we're all officially allowed to, to, to come outside, please, please feel free to come through and really see me put my vision to work and, and ha- have you experience that.
0: How we do here at The Hunger Pod, we support, we promote. So I will definitely be posting this up on the social medias for all the listeners. So that way when the event rolls around, you all know about it. So Philly, come out. We got to support. I can't wait.
1: Thank you Eric I really
0: appreciate that. <laughs> Not just Philly cuz this is like any any and everybody that your message and mm-hmm. that you know whoever is listening or that this reaches and you're interested or you're nearby because what I do know is that when it comes to people coming to support Philly events and parties, that those are not just people who are living in the local Philadelphia community. Those are people who are coming from Delaware, Maryland, D.C., um, New Jersey, New York. So I know you here for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure I put that out there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, here we are, you know, 27-minute icebreaker. Who has a 27-minute <laughs> icebreaker? Me.
1: It's your okay. program.
4: It's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> mm.
0: and, and, and that it is... I'm feeling real Roland Martin right now. I'm asking what these <laughs> motherfuckers know. Okay, I'm going I'm to have to get bossy on these motherfuckers. All right. So, you all, this is, this has been just so great. Intro, Icebreaker with Charmel. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with some hung news and a music review.
3: Uh, I believe this conversation is over.
0: Hey, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to episode 306, John, with Charmel. I'm going to post the music review we did as a separate bonus episode over the weekend. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on all platforms by searching at HungaPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Send your listener feedback to hungapod at gmail.com or drop a DM on the social medias. You can find me at E-Dante Cole, that's E-D-A-N-T-E-C-O-L-E, on Twitter and Instagram. Charmel, a.k.a. John of All Trades, thanks for coming through. Be sure to follow and support her, y'all. You can find her on social media at The Mean Black Girl. Until next time, stay safe, y'all. Peace.
2: Ooh.
1: I'm a shit, Oh, I need a mop to clean the floor, it's too much trip,
3: Oh, I keep a not I keep a watch, I keep a whip, ooh. Let's play a game, Simon says I'm still a bitch, ay. I'm still a bitch.